You are listening to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. To the delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base. McClendon's throw. The runner breaks to the plate. Here's the throw. Wow. You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go Bucks! Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to NS9 Live. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. Welcome, everybody. I'm sorry. I'm just a little disappointed again because... I can't figure out this damn Twitter stuff. We're, we're apparently live on YouTube right now and just YouTube and Twitch, but not Twitter once again. So F U Twitter slash Periscope. But what's up, everyone? <laughs> Mediocre producer. I don't know. Look at Tyler. Look how clear Tyler looks right now. Okay. Let me start this off. Quick question. I'll start with you, Tyler. How many innings did you watch tonight? Jim, how many innings did you watch tonight? Wow. This is terrible, guys. This is bad. This is a terrible show. Everyone log off right now if you're watching. There's no point. I my So the beginning part when there was still some hope. Yeah. Mm. I'll be honest, that's the part I missed. I got home from work quite late after 7 today. So by the time I turned it on, that was when uh, I think you heard he gave up his 7th. <laughs> No, six. That's what it was. Six nothing. I turned it on and it was six nothing. And uh, and they went out. So that's when I started watching. And of course, was kind of passively watching because of the game it was. Not much to see. Brian Reynolds got a hit. I think that's all that happened. What were you doing, Jim? Mm. Mm. So you can go watch your your boys your your man crush man crush Sundays. I mean it's better than watching a Steelers game. I'll give you that. Oh, shoot. Great football. And you guys are apparently muted again. So tell us, Jim, where are you going this weekend? 
Jeez. <laughs> hey, Wait, Jim, so is there a layover in terrible. Denver? It's completely off the rails. So we, oh, my God. I want to punch myself. Were we just... Were we just muted for the whole like first four minutes? Probably. <laughs> I mean, I All can right. hear you. Cool. If if All you guys, guys can well, hear, let me guys can hear him now. Let me know. We should be good. All right, well, piss on it. Let me just jump right into this game because I have a few thoughts. Let's do it. We already said none of us really watched it. They didn't hear. You Jim can lie. Not. You can lie now. They didn't hear that. I Tell know. me you watched all nine innings. <laughs> I watched two innings. I said that before. Watch your hurry pitch. Jim did not watch any of it. Did not watch one inning. <laughs> I actually want to give credit to Jim right now for what he said on Starbucks about everyone needs to temper their expectations here. Because before this game, we saw all the hope get thrown on your hurry. And as we saw, there's a lot of work to be done here, man. More than a lot. Yeah. I wish I could say I, still like I agree or disagree or something. But again, that's the part I missed. So, but what from what I heard, I mean, obviously the stat line shows it was pretty bad. But um, yeah, there's not much, there's not much more you need to look at other than a stat line. But well, let us know, pitching Yenza. What do you think about your hurry to this point? <laughs> I still like him a lot. Um, anyone that says he's going to be an ace needs to temper their expectations a good bit. He's not an ace. You don't throw 89 to 90 with not great command and become an ace. His stuff will play. His fastball is still sitting 89. Changeups at 87. It's got good arm side run. Curveball still works. But command-wise, he misses middle, middle, middle a lot. And I actually saw Gavin Williams tweet earlier. Yahuri pitches way too aggressive for a guy that has the kind of stuff he has, which is kind of the opposite of Keller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a good call. And Yahuri tries to get up in the zone a lot, which seems to be a problem because 89 is just not going to play up there. And when you're two miles an hour different with your changeup and fastball, that changeup, no matter how much movement you have on it, it's just not going to play. So I'd like to see him maybe get a sinker or something else. And maybe he needs to move down in the zone a little more. But I still think the stuff's going to play. It's just maybe at a four and five level starter. He's, he's not an ace. Like, that's not a bad thing. We're not calling him a bust because he's not an ace. Um, so to, so I'm gonna put something out there because obviously, yeah, Jim and I, um, Jim and I, <laughs> Jim and I, no, I'm a Taurus. So Jim and I went <laughs> pretty hard on some, on some topics this, obviously mm-hmm. this Tuesday or Wednesday, but to your degree, I don't know if I've seen it. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you have, maybe I'm not following all the crazy ones out there, but has anyone really looked at him as like the ace? Has he gotten that label yet? Have By I missed person, that? And then that's who I was referring to. Oh, okay. Well, for that one Pretty, person, the person I, you guys already referred to, but I, I that's that is kind of crazy. I never thought the expectations yeah. for him was ace by any means. There's really not much in his game that screams ace. No. So um, okay, well, fine. I guess it was out there. By the way, let's go to the chat. Love you too, uh, Nesbit. I guess yeah. He said you guys were muted the whole time. And and hi, Vinny. Nah. Speaking of those people we're talking about, hi, Vinny. <laughs> 
Um, just to piggyback on what Tyler was saying, I, I, I think, you know, we've actually all been mentioning for a while, you, the, the velocity is concerning, right? Because if you're going to throw the ball 89, 90 miles an hour, you have to do pretty much everything else perfect, right? And it's not to say you can't, right? I mean, if you just have really good command of your pitches, you can get by with that. You know, we see that with with pitchers across baseball, right? I mean, you look at Kyle across Hendricks, the right? other, Kyle say, yeah, across the other yeah, dugout. Yeah, you, yeah, you even look, though you Tyler look like can hit, <laughs> yes, even though Tyler can hit a bomb yeah. off him. But like you look at Kyle Hendricks, very successful starting pitcher in the majors, and he tops out at 88, right? Um, so so it's it's definitely possible to do. Uh, and, and the one thing I guess I do like about Yahore is like he's not just pumping fastballs either. I mean, he, he threw 20% of his pitches were fastballs today, right? So it, it's not like he's like pumping those in there. Um, but how many were changeups, Jim? Uh, about the same. He had 11 four seamers, 12 changeups. And I'm, change- I'm thinking the average velocity on those were 87. Yeah. Changeups were 87. So, four seamers, and what was four the seamers were 90 and a half. So not a whole lot of difference. So he's pretty much throwing 40% fastball. <laughs> and yeah, a two-seamer like, that isn't a two-seamer fastball. Yeah, I guess that's um, that's weird. I guess we need to figure out what exactly he's throwing there. Because yeah. I mean, it's got change-up movement. Change. Yeah, it's, that's weird. Um, He probably needs to be throwing that change-up like 83 if he's going to be throwing 90-mile-hour yeah. fastballs. Um, But I, I, I think Yohore... He definitely can be a starter in the major leagues. By no means is he an ace, right? I think, you know, you're looking at a number four starter probably as like a ceiling, right? Um, that That's that's kind of what I would think of him as. And like, I mean, it's, that's good. I mean, you need a number four starter uh, in the majors. So I, I think that's what I kind of see him as. I'm not really, one start doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, it was a pretty weak Cubs lineup, but I'm not, concerned what he does over you know, like one outing i think we've you know we've seen him pitch a few times this year and I mean, he's only 23 and, and i've liked what i've seen from him from some of his other outings so it's not like i'm gonna say oh you know what he's he, he sucked tonight you know your no good um I, I but i guess to your expect to your point right we can't really expect these guys to immediately come up here and be you know, really good pitchers. Uh, they're going to have to go through some pains every now and then. And tonight was, we saw that. Well, I saw that you too. Or packing or <laughs> I read about it. And then I listened to you. I listened to you. You saw that. Yes. Well, and that's one thing I asked too, because like you mentioned too, Jim, it's, it is just one start tonight. However, albeit small, you know, we did see him a few times this year. Um, so th- there's always been that concern. I mean, you, it's, it's hard to really label guy an ace by any means. Right. But he clearly has that ceiling because right. He does like top out at 90 and that's something as well. I mean, you, I, I kind of can't get over the fact that he's only hitting 90. That's bad. And it, yeah. And, and he used to not really be that way. Um, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah why so, is this the case right now? I mean, last year, his fastball averaged, 92 and a half. Now he was coming out of the bullpen last year. So maybe that had something else to do with it. Maybe as a starter, he's just, you know, stretching himself out a little bit more, but uh, yeah, I, I, I would like to see that fastball get bumped up a little bit. Um, right. In the eighties isn't, isn't great. Cause that, that's just, 
it limits you on what you can do. Again, you have to be you have to be really good with with all of your other aspects of pitching if you're only going to throw the ball 89 miles an hour. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. And Vinny says even he never thought of him as an ace. So there's that. So congrats, Vinny. <laughs> yeah, there's there's one particular account that I just had to get my two cents on. I get it. I get it. But I'm with you. I mean, it's not as if this makes like the trade terrible. I mean, and you're talking about bust. I mean, oh. this doesn't label anything, but if we're on the the bandwagon of, you know, people tempering their expectations and being realistic, I think this is kind of putting things in perspective now. You know, you did get to see another start from him. It was bad, but it just kind of goes to show that not everything's a fleece, not everything's a win, not everybody's an ace. Um, and there are some clear limitations on him. Uh, I will say, because again, I didn't get to see the start, as Tyler keeps pointing out, but what have I seen from him earlier in the season? Like, there's still a lot of things to like from him. Um, for the same reasons, I'll say that I like uh, Oviedo. Like, clearly, he's not ready. He needs some seasoning. He's going to go down to the minors next year, but I still like what he brings. You know, there's still something in there. It's the same thing I see out of your hurry. You know, I mean, they, they got that mentality. Like you say, they're very aggressive. Hopefully, the stuff starts playing better. But, um, yeah, I'm with you guys. So, okay, let's do this. So we talked about your hurry start tonight. Thank you. Let's get to some positive stuff because you know what happened last night was Rowan Z. Contreras. So how many innings did you watch of that one, Tyler? Zero. I went back and watched it. Okay. Three innings of it. Okay. I went back and watched three innings. I didn't watch any of it live. Fair. Jim? I watched the first three innings. <laughs> wow, you guys are terrible. And, I watched uh, the whole damn thing. No, after the three innings were done, I went and got drunk. So, <laughs> well, I mean, see, I went and got <laughs> drunk, and then I came back and watched three innings. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. All right, so let's get to the start then. Contreras, what are your thoughts? I loved how he. Um, you know, he was attacking hitters right away. You could tell he was a little amped up in the first inning. The velocity was really, really high. I think he was averaging around 98 in that first inning, and then he ended up settling around 96 or so for the game uh, as far as his fastball goes. Um, I, 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 I mean, it, I loved what I saw. The, the fastball had some zip on it, right? Um, it, I, somebody mentioned on Twitter, like, Contreras' fastball is the complete opposite of Mitch Keller's, right? Because Mitch Keller's got that flat fastball and it just gets hammered. You could tell, like Contreras' fastball, fastball, it had some. That Contreras, it had some, it had tail on it. Um, it was it was one of those fastballs where it almost, you know, looks like it kind of speeds up halfway through, um, which which is it's just it was good to see. It was a good looking fastball. It definitely played for sure. Um, his slider uh, was really good i mean the, he, he got some swings and misses on the slider uh -huh. the curveball same thing like the breaking balls look good like the the stuff definitely played uh and from a command standpoint he mostly hit his spots he, he there were a few times where i was like hey you probably need to get those breaking balls down a little bit more but it he, he uh nobody made him pay for those mistakes which is always good um came but, pretty uh, close he he came close one time, but there was there was a slider right at the top of the zone. I was like, eh, not where you want to throw sliders. Um, but he got away with it, and uh, yeah, it, it, I was really happy with what I saw. He he attacked the hitters. The stuff was there. 
I mean, from from the from a pure stuff standpoint, he he exceeded my expectations. Really, I I didn't think his fastball was going to look that good, and it it looked great. I think for the most part, I agree with Jim. It was a good showing for him. He, like Jim said, he the fastball plays at a major league level. The slider plays at a le- major league level. Um, unfortunately, we didn't really get to see the curveball. I think he only threw five and one changeup. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think you're going to have that with three innings yep. pitched. Um, he showed that he can throw the fastball up in the zone. Kind of like your hurry and Keller, though. It's another thing where you got to learn how to pitch at a major league level. You miss in the middle of the zone. They're going to make you pay. But unlike your hurry, he can miss in the middle, and it's not always going to make you pay. Um, that's a good point. It's, it will be, mm-hmm. it'll be good to see him next year and see more of the curveball change up, play a little more and see a little more of that. And hopefully, hopefully see some command improvement, but once again, he's 21. Can't really complain. I thought it was a really good start. Some spots you'd like to see a little more from, but it's first start. He's 21. They probably knew he only had three innings maximum. So he's amped up as can be. And I would have plunked like five guys if it was me. <laughs> but would he have done it intentionally or on accident? Because I feel like just intentionally. Both. <laughs> you just been like, you know what? Screw it. <laughs> Both. Cubs and accident. There you go. Yeah, I uh, I think that takeaway is pretty much the same. I was impressed for just what it was. I mean, I was excited to see him. He came out there. He looked good. Uh, it wasn't perfect by any means. Like that was one of the things that he he escaped. He escaped with uh, no earned runs, which was nice. But it was shaky. Like it it could have definitely gone another way at that outing. But just for what it was, it was nice. Like as Jim pointed out, and I agree, uh, he definitely missed some stuff. Um, he just, it was that feel, it kind of goes back to, again, it's like we could talk about some different pitchers again, like you hurry being one of them Oviedo, Like he just looked like he belonged out there and realizing he's just 21. And on top of that, he missed a lot of the season in double a, even though he dominated double a and, or I'm sorry, uh, a, he went to double a and then he got the triple a really like, he's really not pitched much above in like the higher levels of the minors. So here he is in the majors now doing this. I know it's the Cubs. It's a weak lineup, but still, just for what he is, he hasn't really pitched. He didn't pitch at all last year. You know, he didn't pitch real against great competition this year. So for his first start in the majors right now, it was all good. Like that's what I was impressed about. He went out there, he looked like he belonged. Um all the other stuff is just icing on the cake. Kind of remind me of Garrett Cole's first start where he came out and walked like three batters and then somehow got through that first inning. And yeah. You're just like, this, this guy just has it somehow. Didn't well, Garrett Cole get did, a double yeah. his first start too, by the way? He did. Yes. Yeah, I think Garrett Cole went like six, seven innings that first start too. Six and two um, thirds struck out like two. Yeah. Um, I would Three say. Three pitches or less, but, baby. But, but like you, like you just mentioned, like he looked like he belonged, right? Um, you could tell that he was confident out there. Like when, when he did fall behind hitters a couple times, you know, he got that that walk in the second inning kind of out of the way. But then there were a couple other times he fell behind hitters, and he basically was just like, hey, here's my stuff, hit it, and 
you know, they couldn't do it. Right. So uh, it's, it's, in particular, you know, when he was at first and second, I think, and he fell behind two Oh, he was like, all right, here you go. Here's a 99 mile hour fastball. See if you can hit it. And they couldn't do it. Um, so I think that's one, that that's the one good thing about having really good stuff. Right. Is when it, when you get into a jam, that stuff can sometimes really save you because, you know, hitting, hitting is hard, right? It's, it's hard to hit. Um, and, and just if you, the parts, if you just make somebody have to hit the ball again, if you're a great hitter, you're, you're batting 300, right? So, I mean, that means seven out of 10 times you're going to get out. So, Hey, if you have great stuff and then you fall behind and you're in trouble, you know, be aggressive. And that's what, that's what I felt like he was doing yesterday. He was confident because he was, he was very confident with his stuff, which, which I like to see. Any other news or notes on those two pitchers? I would say uh, I, I, I would fully expect Contreras to go to the Arizona Fall League. Um, like I think, I think getting him some extra innings this was, offseason would be beneficial. Was that announced? I don't actually. Know. I think I've had a great. I'll put it this way: it's a crazy day um, with work today. So I'm not fully yeah. prepared on this. I thought I saw someone tweeting out there some names, though. Now that you mentioned Reg- it, well, even Arizona Fall League is probably where you want to send them because you can probably control a little more, especially with the elbow stuff. Right. You don't want to send the Dominican League, and who knows what will happen. And that's kind of what we're talking about. Like, definitely could see him as a possibility. Definitely like Cruz. Um, Cruz should not leave the country <laughs> for. for- couple reasons <laughs> there's one reason he should not leave the country keep him here yeah yeah play some in bubble wrap keep him here take away his visa get him a, get him a driver uh i, I feel terrible yeah, like i won't look at this but anyways I, I i'm not seeing any arizona fall league stuff like i'm i'm on Pirates prospects. I'm on Pittsburgh Baseball Network. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not seeing anything. Cool, cool. We're then we'll Arizona. we'll bypass that. Yeah. I just want to say because you mentioned it, and I felt like I saw something, so I want to look it up real quick to make sure we're talking factual things for one, because those things do exist. <clears throat> Certain people that I like to write things, but um. Anyways, okay. So if you don't see anything, I'm good with that. But I would like to see him in the Arizona Fall League as well. Correct. For all those reasons, opposed to the Dominican. Yeah, he's a guy, especially you don't want him to overuse. Just mainly because of the elbow concerns this season. Protect him at all costs, please. Yeah. Now that that service time is rolling, let's. Well, well, they did an option today, huh? He got a day. Yeah, he opted. I he guess. Did, did he get option today? He got option today. Oh, okay. I'm going to need yeah, Ethan. So I missed that too. I'm going to need Ethan because we don't have this happen too often where they call him up for a day at the end of the year. Yeah. It's just one. Day. So if he gets hurt, like if he has Tommy John's, Tommy John at the end of this year. That's it. Don't count. What? One day. Okay. Yeah. I also Stop. do actually don't don't, don't manifest that Tyler like I don't no. know why are you even talking about this, it why do you mention I was it? gonna 
I was going to thank the pirates for giving us. I know your hurry was awful today. It doesn't care. It's got, now in the universe. But we got two days of like something to watch from Pirates Baseball with like five games left. I'm used to and watching long... absolute awful baseball. And it was oh. awful, but there was something. Along that point, there is also a way to make this last series really exciting. Because there's a guy who just got promoted to AAA, and he is it's not killing the ball. Happening. <laughs> but is it? I'm just... But, but, but they, is it? I knew we were going to talk about this, and I, like, that's why I was asking the news and notes, because I wanted to get to this next guy here soon. I would love to see O'Neill Cruz play this weekend at PNC Park. Like, why not? Three games, you're going to give him three days service time. It's not like it's going to do anything, right? Let him, like, he's he's earned the opportunity, in my opinion. Like, he had a great season into Altoona. He's just, he's just otherworldly right now in Indy. We're not doing anything. Like, give us something to watch this last weekend. You know, it's $10 tickets at PNC Park. Let's sell a few of those. Get O'Neill Cruz in the ballpark tomorrow and let him play these last three games against the Reds. It's not happening, but I agree with you fully. I just, okay, so like I didn't have this thought entertained at all a few days ago because he just got caught up the AAA, right? And that, that alone was like, all right, kudos. That makes sense. That was smart. You know, he's in AAA. Um, and then he's just mashing in AAA. With, with Contreras getting the call, I think that just lit everything up, right? Well, if you're going to give him, why not Cruz as well? I'm on board with it. Uh, I'm kind of with you too. Why not? I mean, it's just three games. It's not as if you're telling, you know, we're calling up Cruz for all of September. It's just three games. The way he's been playing, I, I kind of put the Contreras thing as it's kind of like a little carrot, like a little reward for him. Like, you've done so well this year. Let's reward you with a start. You get a taste of the big leagues. And you head into the offseason. Why not the same for days of, You get a couple of days of Major League pay. Or, yeah. That too. Yeah. Yeah. You get Major League pay for three days. He's on the 40-man, so it's not like it would be that big of a deal, right? And – I mean, with Hayes going on the IL, they just lost a minor league, I mean, an infielder. So let's do Why it. Not? Let's call him up. I'm, like I said, I'm all for it. You know, to me, this is almost like his also reward. You know, you've done so well. I know he was also injured. He came back and he's performed. And now he's come to AAA. And he's, I mean, he had another home run tonight. What was it, 423 feet, they said? Uh, just, yeah. he, just monster. He's a monster. He is. We had like into this season just saying how much much of a high risk, high reward type player he is. And I think he's he's starting to chop away at that risk, right, label where he's just looking the part. And now he's in triple A doing what he's doing. So like why not? Like you say, it's it's just three games. It's not like you're really going to hinder his development by it. You're not really eating away the clock by doing it. Why not? And then, like you said, it's fan appreciation weekend. Let's have something that the fans can appreciate. O'Neill Cruz coming up. Like you just had Contreras that had a little bit of excitement for just the 10,000 fans that were there that game. Why, why not Cruz for the whole weekend? And it was a weekday, so I also get that. This is a whole weekend. 
Why not? Why not? I know it's kind of tongue-in-cheek what you're saying right there, but after Contreras' start, if Cruz comes up here and just hits a home run over the weekend, oh man, the Pirates have a little buzz going into the offseason. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, God knows this team needs some freaking <laughs> like they need some juice. I don't know how much buzz they're really going to have from uh, O'Neill Cruz home run, but I kind of get your point. At least they're this is the exciting part. What's what is the exciting part of this organization is the prospects coming, right? That's what's going to be exciting about 2022. Not so much what this lineup will be. It's going to be that this lineup is coming. So why not have it here? And at least it's there. Like you, you got to see it. It's now here. You're now entered the zone of the future. Yeah, but it's also like a we're different from the last regime. We're going to call them up. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I like about it is the other <laughs> the other guys, the previous guys wouldn't have started Contreras yesterday. The other guys wouldn't bring up O'Neill Cruz these last few days. Like, show that you're not the same people. Like, that's another thing I think that's that's big. Like, O'Neill Cruz has clearly demonstrated that, like, he's he deserves a chance to play Major League Baseball. Like, I don't think anybody can say that he doesn't at this point. You're trotting out Kevin Newman to play shortstop right now with his what sixty weighted runs created plus. Like, if, is it that now? Like, just is he, just is he really moved like, up the board? I don't know. Just do it though. Like three games, do it. Show that you're different from the last guys. Show that like you can you you will reward somebody um, for for playing well. I, I just feel like it would be it would be a big story locally. Like people would get excited. It's fireworks night tomorrow night too. So like they're gonna already have like twenty five thousand people there. Maybe call up O'Neill Cruz. You sell another thousand tickets or so. Screw it. Just do it. Like they, <laughs> it they makes up his salary it. that you're going to be paying for. Yep. It's an investment. Call up Cruz. It's an investment opportunity. <laughs> and then from I mean, and I get they're going to manipulate service time. It's just what they're going to do. Right. So like they're not going like O'Neill Cruz isn't going to be the starting shortstop opening day next year. Right. It's Which, not going to happen. Yeah. It would be dumb to right. do that. Right. But in, in three days worth of service time, all you're doing is that maybe instead of calling them up on April 15th, you're calling them up on April 18th, right? Like, who yeah, cares? It is just let's, three days. Let's, yeah. I think let's that's, do- I do think that's where they separate themselves from the last regime, though, is not forcing everyone into a super two. Yeah. And calling them up after that deadline mm-hmm. instead of waiting till June. Because God knows that how many games the Pirates lost throwing out scrubs waiting for Super 2. Right. When they were good. Um, now, I agree with you. One thing I'll say, uh, maybe challenge that ideology a little bit here. I know the last regime did get a lot of stuff about being slow with the prospects. I mean, we you know we all know about Andrew McCutcheon is like 3,000 plate appearances at Indy. So... That that was a thing, but I, I do want to say, and again, we are talking about Cruz. The last regime started to get aggressive, I feel, on some players. I mean, I know part of it, too, was also just the fact that it was injuries, but there was Newman and Brian Reynolds in the majors that none of us thought that would happen at that point. You know, I know Cruz did get pushed along in the minors, I think, rather aggressively than a lot of us thought. But, 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 all I want to say here is with this current regime, like you talk about, 
change that mindset, right? This pushing people. Is it though? Like, like I, I kind of find, I'm curious to some people get pushed and some don't. It seems like why are some people like, love to talk about Nick Gonzalez. Like, why is he still down there? But Contreras is now in the majors. And now we're talking about Cruz, you know, being the majors. So like, I'm, I'm kind of mixed on that. Like, I get what you're saying. And of course the big picture, the story of course is always the majors opposed to the minors. So them being here is a story to write upon as you're talking about, but I don't know if the true philosophy has really, is really different from the last one in that sense. I think it's yet to be seen mainly because what we're referring to is the super two status where we saw okay, Garrett Cole that's get fair. held back. Mm-hmm. We saw Tyon. Well, he was coming off Tommy John, but, you know, Polanco, Marte. Brooks it was Hamlet, always, whatever. it was always June. <laughs> it was always June. No matter what, eighth, didn't matter. Eighth. Yeah. Yeah. It did not yeah. matter. It was June. You could be the eighth ranked prospect. It was going to be June. Mm-hmm. That's where I think hopefully we see a change. And also there's something to be said that we're going to a new CBA. So, they might not. They might know something we don't. There could and be a force of a change. Care. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So maybe Super Two goes out the window, and but it would be great to just see them say, "Screw it, we're going to pay you an extra couple million dollars. You'll be here seven years instead of six, and call it a day." Mm-hmm. I mean, along the lines of the like we, you mentioned, Nick Gonzalez. Like we, we we heard the news today, Carmen Majinski was just promoted to Indianapolis to basically yep. get one more start in. Right. Um, go ahead, O'Neill Cruz to Pittsburgh, Nick Gonzalez to Indy. Do that. Let's go. I'm with it. I'm with it. And, and so the other caveat to my whole thing about is this really the case of the new regime? Is the fact that things are a lot funkier right now with the minor leagues, right? Like there's there's leagues that are done and there's leagues that are continuing. So some of these promotions per se, I don't really look at as true promotions as if, oh, we're pushing to AAA now. It's as, well, there's nowhere else to play. So just to get you played appearances, we're going to put you here. So that's, that's part of it too. I don't know. I can't really hold on to what's happening right now in the last week of the season to really consider that this regime is all for calling people up early and whatnot. I mean, we're talking about one day of service time and potentially if they call up crews three days, which doesn't really do much. So I guess that's just where I'm in. Bernardo, that is a wildly different thing than what Neil Huntington's regime did. I know it this is, but at the same happened, time, no ever. Huntington's regime never went through this situation. Games are being they played. Still so. wouldn't have. They still wouldn't have. I mean, dear God, we have a guy... Hurt for a couple of days and nah, we can't call that prospect up. Super I get it. I, I get it. But you know, the, the, the whole, like the September call-ups were different back then. The leagues all and so, like ended at the same time in a plow. You know what I mean? It was just, I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not ready to go ahead and anoint that to this new regime yet. That's all. If this was September 1st and, and Ronzi got the call up for the rest of the year, to me, that's different. Opposed to here's I a also, start. There also yeah. might be a little bit of desperation. Could be. Where nobody gives a shit about us. Let's call it Rosie. <laughs> there's there's literally no pressure on you right now. Like this, this is gonna be the best opportunity to start a major league baseball for the first time. Here you go, kid. Nobody's watching. There's no expectations. 
If you fail, nobody cares. No one was there to see it. We joke about that, but I don't think it's the worst development tool in the world either, though, because you could see him, albeit for three innings, pitch against major leaguers. Mm-hmm. Even if it's three innings, you have something for the offseason. It's done. Well, that's, and that is why I did like that. that. That is absolutely why I did like the whole thing. He got it, and he gets to go in the offseason with that under his belt. I mean, that's, that's a confidence booster. Regardless of how the start went, he made it. He's there. There's only one thing in sight now going into next year, and that's staying there, which we know won't happen. But maybe maybe by the 16th it will. So, well, if we have a season by then. Tyler is manifesting all the negativity. Positive vibes only, Tyler. Positive vibes only. Tyler's Tyler's like, what's okay if they have Tommy John? Because there's not going to be a season anyways. So... (laughs) Fair. All right. Can we stick on Cruz though? I, I let's let's really talk yeah. about him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, I would love to see it, but are we allowed to keep talking, or does Jim have to go pack? We can keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's uh, there's a lot of stuff that's really positive about O'Neill Cruz right now. He's just absolutely killing the ball. We knew he had that in him, but he's looked really good, right? Coming back from his injury in double A. And like I said, right now in triple A, he's just mashing. I don't know how to, like, where do we want to go with this? We're going to preference this, but like, what are your thoughts on O'Neill Cruz right now heading into this offseason? I like, I always thought his ceiling was basically Aaron Judge, but a shortstop. Aaron Judge, like, I was, I was waiting. I'm not even saying Aaron Judge light. Like I'm saying his ceiling is like he could be Aaron Judge, but play shortstop, right? Um, he could also just be Gregory Polanco. So it's it's like he could be one of the, he could be everything. He could be those two. He could be everything in between. I think what just this year has has at least for me is it's made me a little bit more confident that he can be pretty good. Um, like at least, right. I don't know if he'll reach that Aaron judge ceiling, but I think he can be pretty good. Like the power is obviously there. The strikeout rate is exactly what she wanted. Cause that was like one of the big concerns was mm-hmm. can he, the strikeouts, right. Can he, can he make contact enough? And this year he just completely just did away with that concern. Like the strikeout rate was fine the whole year. It was it's it's the best it's been since he was an A ball um, at you know 19 years old. So like it, his strikeout rate is excellent. He is just just absolutely. I mean, you just watch his highlights and it's like this dude can hit right. Um, you know, at this point, it's just a matter of like where are you going to put him right? That's that that's where 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 the issue is. But at the end of the day, who cares if he's going to hit? He's going to find we're going to find somewhere to put him. Um, but gosh, I, I I think what this year has done for me is just make me a little bit more confident in that he's going to be a prospect that hits as opposed to a prospect that flops. I have, I just have more confident in that he hits as opposed to flopping now. He's not going to play shortstop. And that's fine. Negative <laughs> Tyler. Negative Tyler. He's not. Look, he, I get it. Like, 
He's athletic. He's got like 16 errors and like 100 chances. That's fine. Minor league errors mean nothing. Yeah, I know it. Jim, he's still six foot seven, and everyone, everyone outside the organization doesn't think he can stick it to short shot. Short shot, short shot, short stop. <laughs> yeah, but everyone well, inside this organization does. So yeah, F, F the everyone haters. Inside, everyone's. <sighs> he's not sticking there, but. I hope he does. I would like to see him continue to play there, mainly just because I would like to be proven wrong. And there's way more value to be played there. There um, is. But worse comes to worse. Like Jim said, I'm more confident in the bat now than I was. So call him up this weekend. <laughs> I. So, so basically his entire tenure. Up until maybe not even the beginning of the season, but early into the season, I was just always he's not going to be a shortstop. It's it's just not going to happen. Until again, it was a season early on, and I'm just like, you know what? They keep putting him there, and it's not as if this is the same regime. This is a second regime that's come in and said you're playing shortstop. So I'm kind of just like, you know what? I'm going to live with it. Like I, I personally deep down didn't think about, but they're smarter than me. And everyone inside that keeps talking about him says, everyone's saying it. He can play shortstop. So if they think he can play shortstop, right? But if his can. mama calls him, if, if his mama calls him a shortstop, I'm going to call him a shortstop. That's how I feel, right? If Ben Charrington says he's a shortstop, I'm going to say he's a shortstop. Until he tells me he's not. Like Felipe joke? <laughs> no. That was a coming to America joke, but anyways, y'all. Okay, buck. well, <laughs> I like, I like the Felipe joke where I said that if his mama calls him Rivero, I call him oh. Rivero. <laughs> well, that's where that joke came from. So now you know the origin. But anyway, oh, you're welcome. No, I gave you the joke. Whatever. <laughs> so, anyways, that's just kind of where I'm at. The, the, and that's another thing too. Obviously, the values there. I mean, that bad at shortstop. How can you not get exciting about that? I mean, if he's a right fielder, I can't wait to get exciting about that. Excited. If he's a right fielder, that's cool, right? That bat plays. I mean, if he's Aaron Judge, he's, he's right fielder. That, that's cool. But if he's a shortstop, holy hell, that's amazing. So I, the, the values there, if they're saying he can play shortstop, then I'm going to give him every opportunity to. Um, if he slides to outfield, then it is what it is. I mean, it's still a plus bat. Like he still could potentially be a really good player, but I'm literally like where you guys are at too, you know, heading into this year, like he was the, the epitome of this entire organization of high risk, high reward. He had probably the highest ceiling and probably the lowest floor of anybody. And I look at right now and I just feel as if that floor is just rising. Like I'm with Jim. I feel safer and safer to the day about this guy. This ceiling is still way out there. We don't know what he's going to hit on that ceiling yet, but he will hit the majors, hopefully tomorrow. He will hit the majors, and there's a good chance that he could be a good player. I like that. Let's get weird. Put him at third. <laughs> you know what we do with that third baseman? <laughs> I think if you're... Uh... 
I think I O'Brien's think got gonna... third locked down. Yeah, no, I think if you're you gonna know what we do with him, we put him at shortstop. Cabrian. Oh yeah. Let's go weird. I think if you're gonna call up, you the guy, don't hate it, do you? We talked about uh, this at the beginning. We talked oh, about this in spring. I know. I, I know, but you don't. Or, hate or it. even second I, base. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, no, no, I'm Brian shocked. Shortstop. I'm shocked they haven't tried Hayes at shortstop yet. Honestly, and like I, I know he's like a Gold Glove third baseman. I don't know if you that's because really he was that. fat coming up, like, and then he got skinny. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I think the dude can play short. Um, I agree. But uh, no, I mean, if, if you call up on O'Neill Cruz, he's not playing third base. He's playing shortstop. Like you're not going to shove him in a new position. The well, first yeah, I'm time talking about see. next year. I'm not talking about these three right. games. Let's let's just. Uh, but no, you're right. I, I would be all for that idea, all for it. And then the thing too, I know all in all, it it is just whatever. But if if you're going to try a six foot seven shortstop. It's probably a lot easier pill to swallow to try it out with a Cabrian Hayes at third, because basically all, all Cruz has to do is just fall over and what he can't reach right in his six foot seven range Cabrian's got. So we're good. I do think there's something to be said about the shifts and half the time you're not playing shortstop. Yeah. So if you're a good shifting team, you could probably get away with a subpar defender there. I agree. I mean, you think about it. Key Ryan Hayes basically plays shortstop every time a lefty's up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you're basically have O'Neill Cruz playing right field where he should be. <laughs> yeah, he's, playing, he's playing like shallow right. Yeah. Un- unless those rules come into place. Talked about the Arizona Fall League implementing in there. Shifts are pretty much banned. Guys got to be in the field. No grass. Two guys on each side of the base. So that's happening in the Arizona Fall League. So that's assuming, right, that doesn't happen in the majors next year. I can't see it. I don't know what to expect. I, I don't know. I could see it just because, you know, we always talk about the whole, you know, there's, there's issues when it comes to you know, just putting the ball in play. Right. I'm not going to so lie. I, I've kind of come around on banning shifts a little bit. I, I I'd be fine either way. I personally, I don't hate it. I've come around I, a little more. I was, Oddly enough, so like I feel as if I was really anti it because it was like, well, finally the Pirates got good at something and it's because they are creative and this is how they did it. And now here's another way of shutting down this, the Pirates, right? Shutting down the small market teams because they found an advantage. Uh, well, it doesn't really matter anymore because the Pirates are terrible and everyone's done the shift anyways. And But like I, I just in a blank slate, right? Putting things in perspective just for the game. I understand that, you know, it takes away some things, right? The people can get an advantage and this and that, but ultimately I just feel like it is best for the game as well. Like Jim says, it's going to, I mean, it might even not like really, if you look overall with the shift, I mean, balls in play really hasn't changed. (laughs) 
You know, so ultimately, like that's the big question: Do the shifts even really matter? Do they really make a difference? Because balls in play is about the same now as it was beforehand, but um, maybe incentivizes people to right. Like you don't have pull hitters with fourteen defenders on one side, you know, so they can continue to pull the ball maybe, and, and things get more exciting and hitting. You know, there's more action. So, like I, I'm for it as well, you know, and I can kind of compare it to like the NBA, right? The NBA. Bans a zone, right? I got to play man to man, this and that. I mean, this is what it is. Maybe you take away some creativity because you, you know, you limit the guys, teams to doing certain things, right? Teams are creative in doing the shift, and I get it. But what's ultimately good for baseball overall? I'm good to going back to the basics. Two guys on each side, guys in the dirt. I'm cool with that. It also, it also does well for the viewing experience where I don't have to watch a ball get hit up the middle and get fielded by a guy standing there. I mean, he'll be probably close to it, though. It's really annoying when there, it's an easy out on a line drive right up the middle. I agree. But I don't, I don't know if banning the shift necessarily changes that. But, um, but no, I know what you mean. Like when ball's off the yeah. bat and you're like, oh, that's a hit. And there's a guy standing right there. Yeah. It seems like that happens all the time if it's like a lefty and they they slap a line drive to the left side. It's always right to the to the shifted third baseman. Like there's one guy over there and yeah. it hits right at him. I don't know. I like to shift still. It's more just come to terms with it. And also I feel like I've watched Clint Hurdle get burned by it so many times that I'm tired of it. I, I could go either way. Yeah, because at the same time, I mean, there's there's plenty of moments where you know the Pirates have the shift on and their player gets. Well, yeah, but I remember the bad ones exactly. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I just think I overall for the viewing, Matt Adams well. hit slapping one down the line to win a game. Actually, there you go. So so thank you for bringing that up. If the if MLB bans the shifts, there is hope for Marcano still. <laughs> because he can slap Bunnett into the perfect position now and, and get on base. That is true. There's a little hope for Mercano now. Uh, we do have a question. This, I, uh, Jim, this is, this is for you. I'm going to bring it up. Gabe Higgins asks, Cut's contract is up with the Phillies at the end of this year. Not sure if there is an option, which I do believe there is. Um, any chance he signs with the Pirates next year? I know we talked about a little bit, but Jim, anytime there's a Cutch question, I'll proudly bring it up to you. I mean, I think we've talked a lot about how corner outfield in particular is an area of need for this team. Aaron McCutcheon's a corner outfielder. He's probably not going to be too expensive, right? Um, I'm all for tonight. I'll say. Yeah, I am all for bringing Andrew McCutcheon back. Um, I think he'd be better suited for right field um than anything at this point uh i don't think he could play left field at pnc park if he did it just wouldn't go well uh but andrew mccutcheon is your right fielder hitting 25 homers I, sign me up <laughs> like just sign me up and I, I think he would go for i mean andrew mccutcheon still lives in pittsburgh his family lives in pittsburgh so i don't i don't see why there would be any issues there. kids name steel <laughs> yeah yeah exactly his daughter, you mean? He still has his charities in in Pittsburgh that he runs every year, and he's very involved in the community. 
Yeah. No, I'd, oh. I'd be all for it. I would love it, but also I kind of want him to be able to go to a team that could win a World Series. I, I I I mean I get that, but ultimately, if he's choosing to come to Pittsburgh, like I would no, want, what he, he is, would rather want. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's more of a if he chooses not to, and the Pirates offered him twenty five million, and he took like fifteen to go play for I don't know whoever the Dodgers. I I get it. Yeah, the Dodgers. I get it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna trash him. For not no. coming back. I mean, no one should. Nobody should trash him for it. Well, yeah, there but will, they will be, but no one should. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, right. I, I would have n- no ill will if, if Andrew McCutcheon decides not to sign with the Pirates. I mean, what incentive really is there opposed to just I get to come back home? In that sense, you know, it's somewhat monumental in that aspect because he's not the same player it was. It's not as if he's going to enter free agency and have demand and be able to choose wherever he wants to. Albeit. It could be the Giants again because they're on a cheating roll and they're going to sign Andrew McCutcheon on this one-year deal and bring him into the scheme and he's going to bat 310 again next year with 40 home runs. That could happen. Honestly, that that could happen. (laughs) (laughs) Goes to the Giants. They're all cheating, whatever they're doing over there right now. And he becomes MVP caliber again. Exactly. So I could see Andrew McCutcheon with the Giants. Makes perfect sense. He'll get paid. He'll get his championship. Um, and he will turn to a team that he did play for before. So I guess that checks off all those boxes. But no, I, I deep down too would like Andrew McCutcheon. I would like it for a number of reasons. Uh, we keep pounding the table on this team. Needs to get better. They can clearly spend some money. And I think Andrew McCutcheon can do two things. Maybe more than two. You know, I think he can make this team better next year. So there is improvement. Um, it can be a not a long term deal, but what if he signs like a two year? He can kind of bridge that gap, you know, into the the bad, it, heading into the good per se. And then also for the fact that like Andrew McCutcheon's back in town, this team needs also, some good ass PR. There's probably the not is- a better signing this offseason you could make than that signing right there. Yeah. But also he gets it, and this is going to be a really, really young team. And he was here when a lot of these guys were acquired that will be coming up. Like, yeah, yeah, he he was in the organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in spring trainings with o- O'Neill Cruz, right? Uh, yeah, those are that's something that happened. Um, yeah, he knows I, I, how uh, it works around here. Yeah. Uh, maybe he wasn't in spring training with O'Neill. I was gonna say, I think well, that was last he, year, wasn't it? Yeah, probably not, but because that was a Watson was foot. traded. Yeah, yeah. I think O'Neill Cruz would have been. He was, yeah, but no, I know what you mean. So, and, and McCutcheon's kind of already been through a rebuild with this team and saw it come to fruition, and it would be kind of cool to see him be like just one of those pieces to the rebuild. Yeah. And, and there's something to be said about that. Um, like having, having a, I mean, he would instantly become the clubhouse leader, right? I mean, those guys would just love him. Um, and obviously the fans would too, but he's also still pretty good. Like at the end of the day, he's still pretty good. He's not, he's not the guy he was right. So you don't expect him to come here and, you know, win MVPs, but, I mean, if he were on the team right now, he'd lead the team in home runs. 
right? Um, <laughs> you know, well, so if Cruz gets no, caught up tomorrow, yeah. he's Cruz got three games to potentially break that. So Cruz could be That's the true. home run leader at the end of the season. <laughs> that is that is that is correct. So, so are we just gonna like go full on sign Kutch this off season as North Shore Nine? Oh, I am I am uh, every day. Yeah. I'm full on Marte. So I'm just saying yeah, I'm full on, on Marte. And I have my reasons. And they're way um, further and better than the, the Kutch one. But I am on board with Kutch as well. Um, what I wanted to say too about Kutch, and you talk about the level of performance, I think it's a little bit different. And of course, they're way different personalities. But everyone loves to compare the the two regimes, right? The, the the 2010, 11, 12 and stuff and this one and whatnot. I mean, if you bring on an Andrew McCutcheon right now at this point in time, would he kind of play that role too of like the A.J. Burnett? A.J. Burnett was very – I believe he was like probably one of the most integral parts of that rebuild. Like he just came and brought a mentality. He was the godfather you talk like. He was that dude. This whole team gravitated, and what I found interesting was like it was a pitcher. Usually, that's not a pitcher that has that pull in the clubhouse, and it was for him. And I feel like with if an Andrew McCutcheon signing would kind of do that. Like that's going to give someone, that's going to give this team, all this young team, someone to gravitate towards. He's been there. He's been through it all. He's had ups and downs even in his career. Um, but the, the difference too is he's been in this regime. Like he gets to come back home where. AJ fell in love with it while being here where Andrews already had that love. Like there's already that love affair with him. Yeah, you know. I'm behind it. I'm behind it a hundred percent. I would love to see it happen. Come on, Ben. I'd be, you know, I'd even be okay if he signs a two year deal elsewhere and then signs That's, after those two years. I, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with the two year. Because again, I don't think there's like he's not really blocking anybody. If he's here well, next say, year, if he signs two years elsewhere, and then he comes back in two years in twenty twenty. Oh, oh, got you. Four. I'd be okay with that too. If he wants to go get one more contract, I'll, I'll, I'll wait till the end of the side. <laughs> what he is? I don't but, know. What kind of, yeah, the other thing, I don't know what kind of contract he they is going freaking to took on it. Nate McLeod. But. uh I mean, I'm thinking if you offer Andrew McCutcheon a two-year, $10 million deal, like that gets it done. 10 in total or 10 that. per year? 10 total. Uh, I mean, he's a corner outfielder. He's I now he's mean, a, he's he's a three-war player right now. Oh, like no, Yoshi's going to get that. Love average hitting corner outfielder who's about to be 35. He's Andrew McCutcheon. I know, but he could He's probably get a one-year, like eight million dollar deal, if that. You He's know? gonna get like probably two for twenty, maybe two for I eighteen. Know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the market's gonna do, but he's not getting two for ten. Like that's a freaking Applebee's meal. I mean, his his he doesn't have one war this year. On fan grabs. Right. Because of his defense. His defense is really what's pulling him down. Um, and so hopefully you fix that by moving him to right field. And then, yeah, he's uh, he's then a two to three war player. Um, I really want to look into him more. Yeah. Uh, I'm just putting this. Like, okay. He's got, which I know he's, like his batting average has been low. But I'm looking at it now. It's actually really low. It's a lot lower than I thought it was at. 
It's at two eighteen. Like, he's also got a I really low babe up. Yeah, Walks like everything else, it's Babip. You, it's cultured babe swine. Babip is Bay. It will always be Bay. God, it's Babip. I'm with Tyler. It's. Babip. I mean, I know it is. I don't care though. It is Babip for me. I will always call it Babip. That goes back to my Denaro dugouts days. But like, I look at his walk and strikeout rate, and like, it's pretty much all in line with like his career for the most part. Yeah. So, I'd be interested to find out more deeper about Kutch. But no, I mean, just get back on it. Um, I, I'm interested in to see like what he would command in the offseason. Uh, I absolutely believe it's affordable. It's not as if the Pirates are going to be outpriced. They can certainly afford it. And I also would like a two-year deal in it because he's not going to be blocking anybody at all. So why not have two years and uh, and call it a day? I'm behind that 100%. Yep. If okay, so Vinny's got a question. He says if they could theoretically resign him, he's meaning Yoshi and Kutch, would you start Kutch or Yoshi in right field, knowing their defensive skills? I'm starting Kutch right. in right field. I'm starting Yoshi at first. Yeah, agreed. Or Yoshi at DH. You know, so I, I think is- we are all on board that the DH is going to happen next year, right? No. You want to? I think it is. No, I thought you were. No, I don't know what the hell is going to happen. I don't. Are you just being the contrarian and just saying no? No, I don't. You always have to be different and hard headed. No, I just have no idea what's going to happen because I don't even know if we'll have a season. Negative talent. I just I feel like the DH is something that the owners want, like it's something the baseball wants, and it's something that the players would be completely fine with. Like I don't think the players, the players care about National League pitchers hitting, right? So I don't, I don't really see it uh, being that much of a like I, I, I would say it's like eighty twenty right now. There's a DH next year. That's pretty much where I'm at. I, I'm going into the off season planning that the DH will be there. I think it's going to happen. Um, so I guess really to answer a question, catchers in right field and, and Yoshi's at the DH. Unless he's playing first. So, yeah. Yeah. If there is no DH, then he's at first. And, and again, we're on board. Because if you're signing Yoshi, in my mind, if you're re-signing Yoshi, which I am, I'm, he's above Call Moran. He's my first baseman. Figure out with Moran or trade him or just non-tender him or whatever. <laughs> I'm just sitting there gambling on a football game, listening to you guys talk about Yoshi and wondering how the hell NFL refs are so awful. Probably the same way... MLB umpires are so awful. Touche. Speaking of which, what's his name is uh, done after this year? Uh, Joe West. Joe West, yeah. He's done. So, kudos to that. That's something to celebrate. He probably just wanted to leave before robot umps became a thing. <laughs> yeah, well, if he wasn't here to begin with, maybe robot umps wouldn't be a thing. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Did you see Chris Bassett is that his name? The yeah. pitcher? Yeah, his tweet today about the umpire got like 99% of his calls right. And he's like, I don't know how that happened. I sprayed the ball all over the place. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I do enjoy yeah. that ump scorecard account. I do like that too. Just nice to kind of see. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know why I like it also? For the same reason you talked about the 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 uh, shifts and of course seeing all the good things and bad things per se. Like I just feel, of course, that all all you see about on Twitter is miss this call, miss this call, but you never see or anyone talk about the other calls. It's mm-hmm. always oh great frame stallings. So then you get to see that car and be like, yeah, it was pretty even. They they suck, but it was pretty even. Yeah. Yeah, there's really not uh, too many instances where it's like lopsided, right? Like last it's, night. Yeah. Nesbitt tweeted the Pirates would have won if they would have got the calls split evenly. <laughs> I mean, it does happen. The Cubs got the Cubs got one point zero seven runs out of it. And Jake mm-hmm. Arietta was not pitching. So how about that? Yeah, that yeah. is crazy. Uh, we no, have a question. A Matt. <laughs> this this one's for Jim. Why doesn't that Kentucky Hilljack Jim Rosati shave that shit off his face? I'll let you guess where that question came from. I'm going to guess it's from Bucko Mike. So <laughs> what's going on, Mike? Um, the reason why I haven't shaved this off my face is because in Kentucky we don't have running water. So it's just, it's actually, it's pretty, have you ever tried shaving without having running water? Like it, you just got to like shave. It's dry. It's hard, dude. It's not fun. Big time. So there you have it. Burn. There you go. The hard hitting questions from Bucko Mike. <laughs> it's always great to have him. Yeah. <laughs> Gabe says he also lives in Kentucky. He can confirm. (laughs) (laughs) Just the way it is. Perfect. Good to know. Uh, All right. So we got our our Kutch talk out the way for the offseason. So, yeah, I guess anything else before we wrap up the show? It's been a little bit of time here. I told you we were going to build on last week where we did two hours. We're going to keep going. We're going to go three hours tonight. We get more questions in no, the chat. I got to go to bed. Because Jim's got a pack. Jim's got a pack. Come on, guys. Keep asking also, the questions. I, I got a pack. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just be honest. The pirates suck. There's not much more to add. Pirates suck, but let's call up O'Neill Cruz so we have a reason to watch this last weekend. Let's have Maybe fun Jim. while they suck. Last, last note. Last note, right? If they can take two out of three against the Reds, Tyler and I nail our win prediction at 61. That's all we need. Jim, the idiot over here, can't shave his face. Already awful. 54. I mean, just looking like an idiot. Tyler and I can nail it on the money with a two out of three victory against the Reds, which, I mean, they can certainly do, especially if O'Neill Cruz is up here. We just know what they won't do is sweep. <laughs> but wouldn't that be the best way to go out is sweeping the last series of the year? <laughs> I mean, it kind of, yes, like it would. Be but at the same sense, I don't want to because I, I kind of want to remember this year as it, like the year that they couldn't sweep. <laughs> they had. <laughs> the other thing, too, is they are now, they are tied with the Rangers right now. For the third overall pick. So yes, that's right. The Rangers theory, won today. Yeah, it's got <laughs> some... It actually has implications. So really, all in all, just three games left that don't matter. All in all, you really want them to lose. 
Because yes, I understand it's just one more draft pick up there, but I mean it, it's it's a it's a higher number pick, but ultimately it's also more money that the Pirates get to use, which we we saw this year how that can be spread around and and done if it's done right. So I guess theoretically, yeah, three is better than you four. Would rather, yeah, you would rather have the third pick than the fourth pick. No. So do, would you I'd rather have a, 61, have a sweep? One wins sixty. Would you rather sweep or get swept right now, then? I would rather sweep than get swept. Screw okay. the Reds. <laughs> Let's do it, then. Give me two out of three and let the Rangers sweep. There you go. That would Nailed it. Too. Yeah, because you know what? Honestly, my pride is more important. <laughs> what is more like important. the tie? What's the tiebreaker? Like, what happens if we tie? How does that work? Is a previous year's record? I think it is. Does it does division count for anything? You're asking the wrong people. I'm curious because there's a very good chance now that we could tie. We should play a, a, play, a, a game 163 <laughs> to determine it. <laughs> it's like a South Park episode. Whoever, okay, how about whoever that's, that's loses gets the number three pick. Could you imagine that having a, like a having an extra game and who it's whoever loses gets the extra the, the higher pick? You have a tank off in one game. So uh, it is the previous year's record. So Pirates win it. Yeah. So, so the Pirates will, would win. So we could both sweep. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> the Pirates own the tiebreaker. Yes, Pirates win. Let's go, Bucks. Yeah. All right. I guess we're going to wrap up here. Jim's got to catch a plane to uh, Kansas City. Tyler's <laughs> Tyler's got to go to work in, what, 12 yeah. hours? Got to get your, your sleep. I got to be at work. I got to be up in like, eh, what time is it? 11? Oh, poor, poor Tyler. I got to be up at 7. Oh, Tyler's only going to get eight hours of sleep. What is he ever going to do? I got to be up at 7. Yes, that's you think I'm going to jump you think i'm gonna go to bed right now all right we're out of here then we'll see you guys uh next week bye bye peace out girl scouts <laughs>